You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Hey, it's Bilal Bacconi at Bilal V87 on Twitter and Instagram. I'm joined by good old AR, Alex Ross. How are you doing, Alex? Oh, I'm great. Dark Side of the Ring is out. That's all I care about. The Oh, and WrestleMania soon. That's cool. <laughs> and Daniel Shahori, my second favorite Daniel. How are you doing, Daniel? Thank you. I'm doing fantastic. You know, it's just another Friday night in the city. Uh, in a very quiet city. And I should <laughs> preface this by saying we're going to do our WrestleMania picks for all 16 matches that will be spread across two days. And I just have to say, WrestleMania should not be happening in the COVID climate we live in. But it is, so what the hell, let's do the picks, and uh, we can criticize it for happening as we go. Let's start out with the WWE Championship match. Brock Lesnar will battle Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre winning the Royal Rumble. Last time we were really all together was for the Rumble. Uh, Taking on Brock Lesnar. You know, there's not much to say here. Drew, uh, and I know you guys are both comedy guys, he basically showed up on Raw a few weeks before WrestleMania, did some crowd work, for lack of a better term, got over, and by the time we got to the Royal Rumble, Brock Lesnar was number one, which I called, by the way, and Drew McIntyre kicked his ass and then went on to win the Royal Rumble. Um, I'm actually going to start with Alex here because as a more casual fan, I want to know if you're on the Drew train the way I assume me and Daniel are with uh, practically tattoos, but not quite. No way. Brock doesn't lose. Oh, that's so sad to hear. Uh, Daniel, please make me feel better. Well... Look, there, there is a chance that they, they wait so he does it in front of a crowd. That's mm-hmm. the only – so th- it is possible that they, they find a way to, to screw Drew out of this just so they can do it again. And, you know, they might not want to waste that moment in front of nobody. So it is possible. I, I don't – I feel like if you don't give it – because Paul Heyman cut that promo on Raw where he basically said – this time next year, the Raw before WrestleMania, my client will be here again. And I feel like Drew needs this. If Drew doesn't That's get this That's probably true anyways. Yeah, but I, I feel like Brock, you, and we'll get to the universal picture in a second, he's already flipped between Raw and SmackDown in this new era. I feel like Brock's a guy who doesn't need the title. And we all know after WrestleMania, we're probably not going to see him again until what? Survivor Series? SummerSlam? Yeah. So, That's, all that's right. why he, he wins when he just shows up. That's all he has to do. Well, and he, he is a massive draw. So I just want to make sure, Daniel, because I didn't know if you were playing devil ad, devil's advocate or if you were siding with Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar's advocate. Which advocate uh, are you? It's probably going to be McIntyre. Okay, so you... All right, yeah. so the, you know, give Daniel a lot of credit. The D apparently is for devil's advocate. All right, yes. moving on to the universal title. And my God, what a mess. Uh, Alex, do you remember when we were at SummerSlam and you saw The Fiend and he was great? Of course, that he stole the night. He would go on to become the Universal Champion. And, you know, they had a show in Saudi Arabia and uh, he had a match with Goldberg for the title. And everybody thought The Fiend was pretty much going to take the title and Goldberg would just be a little road bump on his road to WrestleMania. But then they did a segment on SmackDown. They got a couple hundred thousand more viewers. And WWE, like a... Kid on social media got all up on all the attention, and they gave Goldberg the title in Saudi Arabia, and now he's defending it, and they brag about how it's the most liked Instagram post ever by WWE. Uh, I didn't realize they understood Instagram. So now Goldberg (laughs) will defend the title. It was supposed to be against Roman Reigns, but Roman Reigns is a cancer survivor and is an immune-compromised person, for lack of a better term. 
So he obviously is not going to be part of this match. And in fairness, the way he got this match was essentially to walk up to Goldberg and say, I'm next. And I guess he said at a later point to Vince McMahon, I'm actually not next right now. They have inserted Braun Strowman. The story behind Braun Strowman. Alex, do you want to guess how Braun Strowman inserted himself into this match? Because I don't think... I want to know. I missed it. Did I miss something? Alex, uh, I first of all didn't know that Braun Strowman was able to like keep up storylines. Is he is he actually like interesting outside of the ring? He is not. That was a trick question. Literally, they flashed a graphic tonight on SmackDown. They spent about ten seconds on it, and he is now in the Universal Title match. So they didn't. With there was zero no, build. Zero. Because I missed it. Yeah. Uh, no, you didn't they, miss it. There's no build. There is no build. They didn't. In this do, match. They didn't say any reason why he's in the match or why Roman is not. They briefly mentioned it, and they photoshopped Braun Strowman in there. That was it. It's basically, Roman is not in this match. Braun Strowman is in this match. We'll see you tomorrow or Sunday. That's they it. They didn't say why for either reasons? They, I, honestly, I tuned it out, but it was about 10 seconds. It was, was 10 watching, seconds. and I thought I had missed something. Nope, it was 10 seconds of Michael Cole over okay. a graphic. It is the literally the least amount of build I can ever think of for a world title for match. For WrestleMania world. Yeah, I It's know. unbelievable. Um, I, I think know. the question becomes, is there any way in hell Braun Strowman wins this match? Because I no. can't see it happening. Uh, in, in, okay, unless there's something we don't know, like if maybe Goldberg uh, has has future time constraints. Like maybe he, he has other things that he had agreed to do and he was going to drop the title to to Roman and he still has these other things that he had like I don't know maybe otherwise no <laughs> yeah I, I don't Alex can you envision some sort of scenario here where Goldberg doesn't keep this title so Goldberg I hear is now a career ender because I've learned this from Dark Side <laughs> of the Ring and the trailer with Brett the Hitman Hart how he mm-hmm. ruined his career so I don't like Goldberg anymore but mm-hmm. how can he not be the winner of this match yeah, they're going to get Instagram likes. That's what we learned from WWE. That's all they want. Oh, shit, yeah. Then that's all they want. And then, then yeah, Instagram and WWE have finally figured out their uh, equation, and that includes Goldberg, unfortunately. Yeah, and I, I, you know what? I'm so disappointed by this. I'm just going to move on. Despite the fact that it's the second biggest match at WrestleMania. Screw it. Um, a match I actually care a lot about is Edge taking on yep. Randy Orton in a last-man-standing match. Alex, you saw Edge's massive return at the Royal Rumble, but that didn't really tell us the story of how this match was created. So once again, Alex, and don't worry, towards the end of this, I'm not going to make you guess the lesser matches that we'll just fire through. How do you think Edge and Randy Orton started this rivalry after the Royal Rumble? Say, say that a question again. How did it start? Yeah, how did this match come to be? Well, what do you think? Well, because they were RKO, I learned. Rated RKO, I learned yep. that they. They used to be this combined uh, tag team, but uh, I think Randy is jealous of Edge, Edge's return and had to. That, that's the only way they're ever going to drum up old nostalgia that kind of really isn't nostalgia yet for them. But it's kind of like that night, that two thousands throwback for them that yeah. they get to kind of cling on to. Yeah, and the you, jealousy. You basically, f- f- you know, have it down. I'll give you a couple of the great WWE points. So the night after the Royal Rumble, Edge is out there celebrating. Randy Orton comes out. He actually offers him initially to reform rated RKO. And then, of course, he RKOs him. 
He gives him a concerto. Edge had this career-ending neck injury, and it basically looks like Randy Orton killed him. Until and Edge just disappears. Randy Orton kills some of his friends. Matt Hardy, before he goes to AEW, crushes him. Not Jeff Hardy for whatever reason. I don't know why. I'm not sure why Christian wasn't part of this. So instead of sending Christian or Jeff Hardy, WWE... Oh, right. Yeah, they never use Christian. They never did. And they never use him enough. But that's a whole other you know, issue. But WWE, in their infinite wisdom, they don't send Christian out. They don't send Jeff Hardy to confront Randy Orton. They send out his wife, Beth Phoenix, who's a WWE Hall of Famer. And what Edge tells us later is Beth was actually coming out to, for Edge to retire. So Edge didn't have to retire again. But Randy Orton being Randy Orton, he tells Beth Phoenix that Edge sort of saved his life and Randy Orton is now saving Edge's life by ending his career before he dies in the ring, basically. And then he brings up Edge's daughters and eventually annoys Beth Phoenix so much, I think she tries to kick him in the groin and Randy Orton, I forget the or she slaps him. Randy Orton then RKO's Beth Phoenix and Edge comes back a few weeks later and the promos these guys have cut are absolutely outstanding. Probably the best thing going in WWE. The match itself will probably suck because Randy Orton will apply a headlock for 10 minutes. But this is still a match. In terms of the build, you know, we joked about the match before. I think, Daniel, I'll go to you first. This is the best built WrestleMania match by far on this card by about a country mile. I agree completely. It absolutely is. It's the one I've been most interested in. And it's, you know what? They probably, I imagine... They were probably going to go to Christian at some point, but then all of this happened, and they weren't bringing in new people into these empty arenas. Maybe, um, but uh, regardless of that, yes, it's it's the best build, and I don't know. I I don't know. I uh, I I go back and forth in my head on who I think is going to win this, but I'm going to go with Randy Orton. I think they're going to keep going with this, even though it's a last man standing match, and it should be a blow off. I'm going, I'm going with Edge, Daniel, because I, I just know he's got that contract. Alex, I know you are probably got goosebumps after I broke it down there. Where are you going? Because you are now the type. <laughs> uh, I just don't like Randy Orton. Edge is definitely my pick, but only because I feel like that contract is his life right now. Mm-hmm. Is, and, and, you know, the, the fact that he's even returning, he, he kind of has this kind of like Shawn Michaels returning vibe going on. And mm-hmm. Randy just kind of has been doing the same thing forever. How do we even, like, evolve anymore? He can't. Edge's return, that's what fans want. They want that kind of two, mid-2000s nostalgia. It's kind of like post-attitude era. Mm. but it's the ruthless aggression era and that's really what they're going for um all right so let's move on we have john cena's gonna clash with the fiend bray wyatt and alex i'm gonna save you this is basically exactly how this match was set up and i kid you not john cena comes out he cuts a promo on smackdown a few weeks ago three or four weeks ago saying look i'm not gonna be at wrestlemania there's too many young talent i'm not gonna take away from them the lights go out the fiend Bray Wyatt shows up behind John Cena. This was legitimately well shot. He literally appears out of the corner from behind Cena as the camera pans around. It's a masterful shot. And the fiend with his gloved hand, I believe this says hurt or heel. I believe this was the hurt hand, points at the WrestleMania sign to which John Cena nods his cap, completely contradicting everything yeah. he just said. Yeah. And a match is signed. We find out, I think, Daniel, from my understanding, this is going to be a firefly 
Funhouse match, something like That's that? That's correct. What the hell is I, this going to be before we do picks? Where? No, what What even is a Firefly Funhouse match? I wonder if it's going to be similar to what they did with Orton a few years ago at the House of Horrors. Probably. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was not good. But it was a different... I think in this context, though, Daniel, this could be a good idea to have something that looks and feels different and doesn't yeah. constantly remind you there's not a crowd because Bray will have all his puppet friends there. It's going to be very Matt Hardy-like, this thing. Yeah, and it doesn't help that a few WrestleManias ago they tagged together. Uh, for here, Here's what I've heard and what I think it's going to be. It's basically going to be, I think, the set or some variation of the set we've seen Bray Wyatt on. He's going to have his sort of Pee Wee Herman type thing, except he will be in the... I think he's going to switch, because we saw it at the end of SmackDown tonight, from Bray to The Fiend. And I think, essentially, this is not going to be necessarily a match, as it's going to be something that was edited together. Yes. So I think we'll see... A few of them are. Yeah, I think we'll see elements, and it'll come up in our next match as well. We'll see elements where he's The Fiend where he's Bray Wyatt, yes. where he's doing the voices of these different puppets. Like, John Cena could potentially be fighting Huskis the Pig, yes. who is one of the characters in this thing. hundred Ab- percent. I think Abby yes. the Witch could curse John Cena. You know, like, anything... There could literally be magic in this match, and it's, it's kind of ridiculous, and it contradicts everything John Cena told us, but I do want this, and I still think Bray Wyatt yeah, is a guy who's a star for this company. And this is Cena making up, and this is a lot of the storyline, is John Cena buried Wyatt many WrestleManias ago. And this is kind of a make good where Wyatt can bury John Cena and he can go away for at least a year, if not two or three years. That's right. Uh, and it's going to be there. They're making a movie. And uh, I wonder how long it took them to make this. They, they couldn't have had that much time and had that much thought into it. But uh, <laughs> yeah. they... they they made a movie, and, uh, and maybe, I don't know if Alex, if you've heard this, that um, to avoid spoilers getting out, they're, apparently they're filming multiple mm-hmm. endings to a lot of these matches to throw off potential spoilers. Do you believe that? Oh, yeah, 100%. I do believe that, yep. yes. Yep, that sounds like yes. Vince McMahon. Like, because who's he can't. Spoiling it. Well, crew, somebody, like anybody could text somebody, you know, just because they want to, uh, and then it, you know it gets out. They don't want any spoilers, so mm-hmm. well, I'm sure there are spoilers. Like, yeah. There's probably are spoilers, anyways. But uh, you know, because they, they uh, I don't know if they did that for all the matches, but we'll see. Anyways, this is just getting like over complicated, like stripped down to two days, but yet they're complicating it to the max. Oh That's yeah. Right. They're putting people's lives in a double the danger by filming two different endings to matches that really wouldn't be spoiled, but like by any like everybody would have NDAs and there's like ten people in there. It's just it's so crazy. Do you uh, think I'm, they film the ending? They do the match once, but film two different endings, or do you correct. think they just close up shop and then the next day they do the next like the no, whole I think it's no. a different sequ- a different ending yeah. sequence. Right, Daniel? Like I don't think last, they, yes, that's right. Know. I don't think they had time to do it the other way. Yeah, yeah, right, no, because right, right, right. they were shooting WrestleMania Raw after WrestleMania, SmackDown potentially after WrestleMania, several Raws and SmackDown leading up to this a few weeks ago. That's right. Um, but you know, there's 60 matches, so I'm going to try to keep us going so we're not here all night. I'm taking the oh fiend. Daniel, are you going that way? Are you going the fiend? Yes. Alex, are you? Uh, can we not see you? Are you taking John Cena just to be that person? 
Uh, I got to say, this is going to be the highlight, I'm hoping, of WrestleMania. And I got to stick with my love of The Fiend. And nice. they got, they're going to, you know, push him over with this this kind of stuff. I really should. think this, this is the next level for him to, like, do non-ring-oriented art. It's just so interesting to me. All right, Alex, when I had this idea for you to guess the matches, there was one I had in mind that inspired the whole idea. And I'm not even going to tell you who's in the match. I'm just going to give you the WWE tagline. And you <laughs> fill in as many blanks as you can. And me and Dan are just going to wait here as long as it takes you. The Phenom is going to battle the phenomenal one on the grandest stage of all, and that's WrestleMania. And it is a boneyard match. Alex, what's your best guess as what the hell is going to happen in this thing? So I was, I was happy to hear this. I, the funniest thing is I saw the promo. I watched a bit of SmackDown today to Damn get it. prepared for this. Yeah. <laughs> but the Phenom obviously is the greatest uh, of all time. The Undertaker, the streak, you know, whether it's consistent at this point or not. The, I did I had to look up who the phenomenal one mm. the phenomenal one is. Even though I saw AJ Styles promo, mm. I didn't like I'm still not new uh, into the new stuff enough to to make to know who the AJ even has yep. like a nickname, the phenomenal one. But uh, I I do I feel really bad for this match. I feel bad for all the people who have to hear the heavy breathing of the Undertaker without an audience. Yeah. Maybe. Impressing. But maybe in this case, they can take breaks because they're filming mm. like a movie. So yep. he, could, he could potentially do a 30-minute match. Well, and the I other mean, thing... That'd be awesome if it didn't look silly. The other thing well, is they, Michelle yeah. McCool is a big part of the storyline, Daniel. Yep. That's right. And I want her to be... Like, I was very disappointed on... I think she will. Yeah, I hope she is because she's from the Florida area anyways, or Texas or whatever, close enough. And it was the Undertaker cut. Like I'll say this: this whole match is incredibly inappropriate for the time we're in now. As as we record this, fifty four thousand people have died of COVID. This is not the time to have a boneyard match. I, I can't. Why they're call, that's why they're calling it a boneyard match, and not, not a graveyard match. It's not much better match. than a graveyard match or a buried alive <laughs> match. You know, it's not that sensitive as they think it is. Um, and and we they haven't to you know as much as Styles and Undertaker have shot of themselves in terms of Styles calling out The Undertaker's wife, calling him by his real name. The Undertaker, uh, not even abbreviating AJ Styles, and sort of this notion that AJ Styles is going to bring the OC Gallows and Anderson with him, and The Undertaker could potentially bring Kane and The Big Show with him. So there's a lot going on here. Why Big Show? Well, because he's got a new show. He's got a new sitcom. I know. I know. And he's probably available. And it's, oh man. He's probably available. Have you seen the the commercial? That's for so this bad. Show? It looks like the worst thing on Netflix. Awful. Yeah, it looks. I will not watch that. I, even though it's a global pandemic, and I have more free time oh, on my hands, God. it's at the. I'm gonna watch the pilot. Key. I'm gonna watch the pilot. A brave man. A brave man, Daniel. <laughs> oh, um, so good. The, the, I I don't know what the hell to expect from this man. I don't even know if I care anymore. Uh, it'll be weird. I, I, I sort of get the sense it doesn't really matter who wins this match because these are two old guys who have already established themselves. But just knowing The Undertaker, I don't think he's going to give Styles this win. I think he feels like, you know, giving up the streak, he's given up enough. And by including his wife, he's given up enough. So I really think The Undertaker is going to win. I don't know. Are either of you, Daniel, are you going to take AJ Styles in this? Uh, no. 
I guess not. Um, no, um, no. He's... Yeah, you just you can't see it. Like Alex, you're optimistic. You're innocent. No, no, no. Undertaker's streak. Did he lose once? That's Brock Lesnar. Yeah, twice. He lost to Roman as well. Oh yeah. Afterwards, she's how did I forget that? See, Lesnar never loses, Mm. and I think now that Undertaker had those two, he's never going to lose again. Yeah, yeah. I would. I didn't even realize it was two. I would agree with you. All right. There's one bigger question: Is mm. will Michelle McCool perform the Widow's Peak on AJ yes, Styles? Please, please, God, is one of the things I want most in this WrestleMania, Daniel. Because yeah. for, for the quick backstory for people who don't know, AJ Styles finisher, uh, what's it called again? Help me out, Daniel. Styles Clash. Styles Clash, and it's basically exactly like the Faith Breaker that the Undertaker's wife Michelle McCool used in WWE. Oh, that's what it's called, the Faith Breaker. Sorry, yeah. yes. No, no, hey, yeah, but between the two of us, we got both the names. This is getting very technical. But at the end of the day, Michelle executes it better than AJ Styles. Oh. No, no, there's no, there's no argument. If you don't believe that, <laughs> go get your eyes checked. But I want her to hit AJ Styles with that move. I do too. And or vice that versa. Would be awesome. well, or maybe they both do it at one point. I don't know. After Randy Orton or KOing Beth Phoenix, that's, a lot, that's enough man on woman violence for me for quite some time. Mm. Uh, moving on, uh, right to the women. Weird segue. The NXT Women's Championship is on the line as Rhea Ripley takes on Charlotte Flair. And Rhea Ripley, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm just going to break it right down for you. I believe she was the first UK Women's Champion. And uh, beyond that, she has gone on to be part of the Survivor Series team. Uh, She helped the NXT Survivor Series team defeat Raw and SmackDown at Survivor Series. And a night before, at War Games, she led her team that was shorthanded because of the Dakota Kai turn on Tegan Knox, which was the greatest heel turn of the year, to victory with two less team members. And over that week that surrounded that Survivor Series, I believe she pinned Bailey, she pinned um, Becky Lynch, and Rhea Ripley along with Shayna Baszler, and she didn't beat Shayna Baszler for the NXT Championship, became one of the greatest superstars in the company. And Charlotte Flair, when she won the Royal Rumble, decided to challenge Rhea Ripley. Granted, Rhea Ripley got in her face quite a bit before Charlotte finally agreed to it. Um, A lot of possibilities here. I'm very torn on this match and I can't even hold it in. I want Charlotte to win just so we can get Charlotte versus Io Shirai in NXT, Charlotte versus Bianca Belair, Charlotte versus Dakota Kai, Charlotte versus Tegan Knox, Charlotte versus Candice LeRae. I could keep going. You get the idea. Daniel, you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. Uh, uh, Interesting. I I didn't think you were going to say that because I, I, I just... As, yes, that would be cool. I just don't think they're going to do that. I don't think Charlotte's going to stay in NXT. So I, oh. I think Rhea Ripley wins. Even to stick it to AEW, Alex, tell me you like my theory. Oh. No, I, I'm with Daniel. I, I think they're not sick of Charlotte, but they oh, need some. Fair. They need to move that championship around, and NXT needs to – I mean, the women's – divisions are the only things really making any waves right now so mm-hmm. it's it's kind of you got to go on the side of the unpredictable just because you have to think the evolution of nxt needs to grow within the ranks i mean mm-hmm. i'm sure they charlotte needs more Rhea ripley's on raw yeah and you want to build her as a star so i i i get this is a hell of a good point and like we saw this at survivor series nxt dominated raw and smackdown to make it feel like a big brand. So, like, Daniel, I think Alex has got a damn... A big, I think Alex made a better argument than you, to be honest. Well, I was just about to say, I like... Now that you said it, I actually like your idea, but I actually hope they do that. I just don't think they're going to do that. Yeah. 
And maybe the hope is that you get both. Maybe Rhea Ripley can defend her title here. Charlotte can still have other feuds in NXT. But I just, I think putting the title on Charlotte, it forces them to put her in that situation. And Rhea could potentially go to Raw or SmackDown and actually refresh, uh, probably SmackDown to be honest, which needs it more, refresh the women's division. Because we'll, we'll get to the SmackDown Women's Championship after the Raw one. But just take Bailey, who's the current champion. I'd love to see Bailey and Rhea Ripley. Yeah, what a post-WrestleMania feud that would be. But let's go right to the Raw Women's Championship because, dear God, this is so many matches. Uh, Becky Lynch taking on Shayna Baszler. Uh, Alex was sick, so he missed our great Elimination Chamber party where me and Daniel, for the majority of the night, just waited to watch Ch- Shayna Baszler choke out five straight women. And that's yep. exactly what we got. And I think it's the happiest you and I have ever been spending time together. And we need help because uh, that's weird. But it was a good Shana, times. It was the best time, Daniel, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, but Shayna Baszler, she's a killer. This build has been yep. weird because they kind of brought her in as a pseudo vampire. Moved the hell away from that after one week, which is great because it's a stupid idea. But Becky Lynch is in this weird spot where she's kind of been acting like Conor McGregor one week. She's had this weird truck thing. She's been showing up on Raw, which isn't practical because they're not in the same arena they are before. So they're letting her use the truck before WrestleMania so they can say they used it. Uh, I really think Becky Lynch has to lose here. She's had this title essentially since last WrestleMania, probably longer than that. I don't even know. Um, uh, Daniel, are you with me? Do you think like Becky, they got to take this belt off Becky and let her have a redemption arc or anything else? I I think that's you, yes she's had it and you think that if anyone this is this is a believable person to do it this one should be the person to do it and then still I don't think they're gonna do it for some reason I, I really I think even though she's the right one to do it and it makes sense and it's time for some reason I I still don't know if they're going to um, mm. they love Becky Lynch I think they might let her keep it just for now anyways Alex well, what do you think. Yeah, I agree with Daniel. I, I don't think Shane, uh, unlike Ray, uh, has that ability to evolve in Raw or SmackDown. Like, I, I think they're going to keep one, not both. So I think Becky Lynch, also, it's that European, Irish, mm-hmm. Conor McGregor thing. As long as, I, I, as far as Conor McGregor being the champion, then Becky Lynch is going to be the champion kind of thing. Just... As well as Connor's popular and she's popular, Ireland's a crazy market and it's got a lot of influence and it just makes it less American but still keeps it in the right pool. Yeah, I I worry with Baszler because she's in her late 30s. She's not a prototypical diva or even a female superstar. They've built her up as a killer. If I got to be honest, if she does not take the title here. I don't think she can be a big time star. I think it has she might to not happen be. here. No, but I think uh, if you don't give it to her here, you can never give it to her. You I think you, they should give up. it to her. I agree. Like I'm thinking they, they should. I just don't know if they're going to. Yeah. Oh man, that, that makes me sad. And another thing that makes me sad is the women's SmackDown <laughs> fatal five way elimination match. First of all, you have a fatal match. It's not an elimination match. So this is an oxymoron already. Um, this is basically a five pack match, or whatever you want to call it. WWE doesn't know how to name it. So five pack challenge, yeah. Yeah, uh, Bailey, who's the SmackDown Women's Champion, she will be going up against her best friend Sasha Banks, who seems pretty up to take the title from her. Lacey yep. Evans, who is still in this title picture for whatever reason, 
Tamina, who apparently is still employed by WWE, and Naomi. Dana Brooke was going to be in this match, but she's in quarantine, so she is not in this match. And the fact that these five women have not contracted uh, whatever Dana Brooke had from all the promos they did with her, I have no idea how this is even possible. It shouldn't happen. I just need to say that again, given the number of people and the reality that this was supposed to be six people. One of those people is in quarantine as we speak, or maybe she's out of it now. Crazy. Um, Daniel, let's go to you first, because this is a really complicated one, and I don't even know what I want to do. What do you think? I don't know. Uh, I, I, it's, uh, I'm going to say Sasha Banks, but I really don't know. I don't yeah, know I, what they're thinking here. I would agree with you. Um, I, I see that as the feud out of this uh, in terms of, you know, you go Bailey, Sasha out of this. Lacey, she's trying. She's getting there. Two and, months ago, I would have said Lacey, but. Yeah, she's definitely cooled. Tamina is random enough. I could see them going in that direction. Mm, maybe. Naomi, They've given Naomi a lot of chances since the They road. might have if this was live in front of a crowd with Naomi in, in yeah, Florida. It would, but it would be a party for sure. Alex, where, where are you leaning on this? Because I know during the Rumble, you're very high on Naomi, and rightfully so. She kicked a lot of ass. Uh, and I know certainly Tamina being from the Snuka family, I'm sure that has a special place in your heart as well. Where, where do you go in this match? No, I actually don't like Tamina, funny well, enough. Who does? I saw I saw her on uh, SmackDown tonight, and it was it was pretty uh, uh, underwhelming. Uh, I, I I actually do want the Naomi train to keep a running, and uh, I was really banking on just just that new blood. Uh, is she at NXT? Naomi's NXT. Yeah, she was part of NXT when NXT was a reality show, so she's like an old oh, NXT. Yes, if you want to be generous with that. But yeah, she did come up through that system. In a not what it is, not the NXT that it is now though. But yeah, no. not the, not the current brand, but like the forerunner of NXT. So kind of, she's homegrown talent. Oh, is she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 She's from that area. The Florida area. Well, as in she's, she's a WWE creation. She didn't come from the independence. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So I, everybody knows that Sasha Banks is going to get hers. You know, she's inevitably. Yeah, it's inevitable. I don't know if this is the time. I think they're just going to let it. She really has to beef up her image at NXT before she just kind of evolves out of there. And Mm -hmm. I think Naomi is the next logical choice. If they're not going to give it to Lacey Evans and they've kind of ruined her image. You never know. Like Vince is very high on her. Bailey might keep it. Who knows? Yeah, Bailey. that would be my second intuition. No, but I think Bailey... She's been, but that's kind of her character is to be this awful, hateable heel. Like the fact yeah. that you say that, Alex, yeah. is exactly what she wants. And the thing about Bailey is they've given her a long title run. I think we're well over 200 days, one of the longest ones, I think, not the longest one. Really? Yeah. Since they brought back the SmackDown women's title. So they've given her a long reign. And I think ultimately the destination is Bailey and Sasha. Now, that said, I, I have no problem with that being a triple threat with Naomi. That would be awesome. And I think. If you keep, and to Alex's point, if you keep Naomi, whether it's champion or she comes up just short, she could be a reason that it's a triple threat going forward and Sasha or Bailey has a chance to backstab the other and we still inevitably get to that one-on-one program. Or maybe Naomi, you know, she steals the title and, you know, maybe they have to flip it up. Maybe Bailey can't beat Naomi and Sasha can and that's how the two of them as friends can keep the title. So I think there's something there, um, but we have to move on. There's so many matches. Kevin Owens will take on Seth Rollins. Uh, this one is interesting because these guys kind of had two groups, but one of the AOP has been injured, so they're out. Mm-hmm. Buddy Murphy's been kind of forgotten about. He might have gone back home to Australia. Samoa Joe was helping Kevin Owens. He's been injured. 
The Viking Raiders, I don't know. I guess Vince McMahon doesn't like them, so they're not really in this anymore. So this is really whittled down to these two, two guys. Kevin Owens, going back to what Alex has been saying about NXT, he very much is a guy who tried out and came up through NXT, and the fact that this is being shot at the Performance Center, I believe, uh, is a big, big factor. And, uh, or it's full sale, it doesn't matter. They're both part of NXT. And Rollins is sort of a guy who was part of that FCW system that came before it and never really had to grind through. So Kevin Owens has really been playing this home court advantage on what seems like a never-ending rivalry between the two. Um, and I think the Seth Rollins character, Daniel, has been lost. So I think Kevin Owens will win this. Probably. Uh, it's, it's weird. I used to, and, and they, they could have they, – they never touched on the two of these guys being in Ring of Honor together. Like, they have a, such a, a mm. super long history, these two. And I, I'm a big fan of both these guys at one point. And, and I really couldn't care less about this feud right now. Uh, but probably Kevin Owens. Yeah. Alex? Yeah, I, I have to say Kevin Owens. I, I, the thing is, this is a rivalry that I, even as a casual fan, know how long this has been going, and it's not interesting. And I hope Kevin Owens just – I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're an, a good balance against each other. Like, it's like they're so different, mm-hmm. but I, I don't see it being a good match because of their differences. And I just see Kevin Owens overpowering or – Seth Rollins doing too many high flies and not making them. Yeah, Kevin Owens, I hope. Yeah, I think the only way Rollins would would get it would be if Buddy Murphy got involved, but I sincerely think he's not there, to be perfectly honest. Even though he's shown up on some of these other tapings, I haven't seen enough of him in these promos to suggest he's there. Intercontinental Champion Sami Zayn will take on Daniel Bryan. Some speculation that Daniel Bryan wouldn't be part of the show, but it looks like he is. Bryan has been working with Drew Gulak to improve his game while Sammy has formed his artist collective with Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. Odds are all these people, despite any reasonable social distancing rules, will all be here. So we'll have about three people at ringside um, uh, and maybe Gulak on commentary, hopefully. I, for one, Daniel, have loved this sort of Bryant-Gulak partnership, but yep. I don't think they're going to take the title off Sammy because I believe he just won it at the Elimination Chamber. So it does seem too soon. I agree. Too soon. Uh, he just got it, and but I but I don't know. They're, they're doing this thing, like Gulak's supposed to make Daniel Bryan better. Maybe he has, and <laughs> so it's worked. Uh, I don't know. It could go. I I don't think they really see Sami Zayn as this intercontinental champion that's going to be a game changer with this belt. So you you never know. But yeah. probably I I I think Sami Zayn should win. And I think if they wanted to get the title off Sami, I feel like they would have put Gulak in this match as opposed to Brian to make a new star. Alex, are are you with us on this, or or do you have some crazy theory that we haven't thought of? <laughs> I I don't know if this will be good. This doesn't scream interesting to me. They're two uh, great wrestlers. I think that you make a good point that the investment may be a, a problem for a more casual fan. Well, yeah, I mean, I like Daniel Bryan. I don't know enough about Sami Zayn. I, I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan, but I also Ooh. don't think that Daniel Bryan really likes WWE right now, and this is just a match for the sake of having a match. Yep, very true. Probably. He's got a kid on the way, and I think he is going – I think he's already said he's not going to be a full-time wrestler on his next contract. That's right. So, but maybe that makes him good as a part-time Intercontinental Champion at some point. And we're not there yet. So I think maybe this is a good final full-time run for him. All right, the tag team title. We're going to get a couple of matches here, guys, that A, shouldn't be on this card, and B, are not going to happen as appeared uh, on the sheet right here that I have on my Google Doc. 
The Miz and Morrison are the Miz and John Morrison are going to defend their WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships against the Usos and the New Day, allegedly. But um, uh, the Miz has the flu and possibly COVID nineteen, so I'm pretty sure he's not in this match unless WWE has lost their mind entirely. The rumor is John Morrison. And this is supposed to be a ladder match, by the way. Is going to face one of the Usos and Kofi Kingston, not Big E. And this will be for the tag team titles. But I think regardless, Daniel, and there is no regardless, the Miz should not be in this match. The tag team titles, unless they've taped it before he had the flu, the tag team titles are probably going to stay with the Miz and Morrison, despite the fact the Miz could very well be in quarantine with the title at this point. Right. So if if the match, if it happened, I think they're keeping the belt. I heard about the other, but so anyway, so let's assuming the match happens. Yes. I think they'll keep the belts. Yeah, Alex, I don't think there's another... As much as I love the New Day and the Usos, two of the greatest tag teams in recent history, I don't see... Do you see a way they could get the titles here? So this is a three-way tag team ladder match? That'll probably become a triple threat because the Miz can't be in it, allegedly. Well, then then there's no titles being changed, so whoever's the least likely to win is probably going to win. Well, apparently the titles can still change in that triple threat format. They're, they're going to do it, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what we've hilarious. heard. Oh, I Ridiculous. Love the tag right match is going to... on the fly. Yeah, a tag match will be defended without it be, being a tag match. Oh, like, classic. Like, it just shouldn't yeah. happen, to be classic. honest. Uh, Alex, I assume you'll just go with the Miz and... Not even the Miz and Morrison. I assume John Morrison will keep the title he walks in with. I think that's fair to say. I, I mean, it, it, stranger things have happened. I, I think this might be the chance for the new day to kind of sneak away with uh, some title for the, action. For the ninth time, yes. Well, and nine lives are great. And uh, listen, Kofi Kingston, to your point, is a guy who won the title at WrestleMania last year. So it is very odd to have him here uh, in this position. So it might be nice for him to get a title. Um, Alex, if you said that was bad, I have a worst tag team title match for you. The Street Profits, who won the Raw tag team titles out of absolutely freaking nowhere, are, they were supposed to take on, I don't even know who they were supposed to take on. It was going to be Andrade and Angel Garza. And the reason it was going to be Andrade and Angel Garza was because Rey Mysterio was out and nobody cares about Humberto Carrillo. So their U.S. title match, because Andrade, by the way, is the U.S. champion which was going to be a fatal four-way, that got canceled. And Angel Garza, who was only brought up to the main roster because Andrade failed a drug test, yep. just put a tag team match with Andrade. Andrade then got a rib injury. And instead of scrapping this match, which has no business being on this card, they have taken nope. Austin Theory, who yep. has wrestled, what, three matches on NXT, Daniel, maybe four? I've never seen him in NXT. I remember two of his matches. Yeah. yeah. He- been called up by Andrade's manager, Selena Vega, because apparently she claims to have this great eye for NXT. And in fairness to Angel Garza, he's quite fantastic, actually. And Austin Theory is quite great. But this team, like, they're both a-holes. I get it. But I don't know if Angel Garza and Austin Theory had ever met before they were put in this tag team title match together, let alone were friends, let alone work together, you know. This is absolutely insane. There is no yep. way in hell, and hell is in the process of freezing over as we speak, that the Street Profits do not defend their titles against a team that has never officially had a match together on the main roster. And in the case of Theory, I, don't, I think he's had one match on the main roster, and it was in an empty arena. Uh, 
this is the weirdest WrestleMania of all time. Well, this match in particular <laughs> is ridiculous. It's, it's a big part of it. It's like a microcosm of, of everything that else is happening. It's just, wow. Alex, looks like It looks like uh, the New Age Harlem Heat versus Guerrero and... Help me out here. Benoit? I don't know. Well, I, I don't know with theory even who he's a very unique guy. I don't I really don't know him that well. So like again, as somebody who watches the product, there's a guy who I don't know is in WrestleMania going for a title. And you know this right. that's the sad thing, Daniel, is that Garza is a guy who legitimately could be the next Eddie Guerrero. He is this I'll put it this way, and Alex, I don't know if you've seen this. Garza in his matches rips off his tights to reveal an underwear type trunk that he wears and it's a, and he does that and on top of that before every match he finds a woman in the crowd and kisses them yeah. doesn't matter if they're old doesn't matter if they're young he just kisses a woman before and he hits on the female reporters who interview him before matches he's like Sammy Guevara like he's the same thing as Sammy Guevara I think he's AEW. better than Sammy Guevara who they Guevara. also compare to Eddie Guerrero yeah I, I actually think this guy's actually from the Guerrero family. I think this is a much... Listen, I, I don't really like Sammy Guevara, but I have to admit he's fucking good. I have to admit that. But Okay, I guess that. I didn't know he was actually a Guerrero. Yeah, so I, I think that Gar, Garza... This is the funny thing. I think the Street Profits are a very good tag team. I think Garza's a legitimate single star, and there's a niche in the Mexican market WWE is always trying to fill. Theory is a guy that's only in this match because they're super high on him and he wasn't doing anything presently. And I think we'll look back on this match and I think Theory and Garza will be single stars. They might even be facing each other for a mid or upper tier title down the road. But it's just a, it's a terrible way to introduce Theory. It's a disservice to Garza who should just be United States champion right now. Um, it's, it's bizarre. I'm, I'm just going to move on. I don't even want to... Uh, there's one more... Well, these are all weird matches. Um, uh, Alex, I'm going to just explain this to you, and I just want your initial reaction to this match. Elias, the great guitar-playing wrestler, has been teasing Kim Corbin for a while. Looks like it was building to a WrestleMania match. Uh, Rob Gronkowski made it official, essentially. But then last week on SmackDown, there's a perch uh, at uh, the Performance Center, and Elias was doing a little concert on this perch that's 10 feet up around the corner of the ring, and there's some space in between it where the seating normally is. Baron Corbin somehow appears on this porch uh, or perch and basically gets Elias over the top of the edge of this railing, smashes him with his scepter, and it was very much like something in The Lion King. <laughs> and you watch King Corbin, no less, knock yeah. Elias off. And Elias looks like he falls 10 feet flat yeah. onto a padded mat. And again, this was last week. They then rush him to a medical facility. And you would think, you would think, Daniel, and I've, sorry, Alex, I've, I've given up on your reaction because you should have marked out by now. Um, you would think that at that point, Elias would be in quarantine and this match would not happen. But no, Elias is apparently going to recover from a 20-foot fall eight days later in the middle of COVID-19 after going to a hospital. And he is apparently going to have this match with King Corbin, which is, should be illegal by any measure of any stretch. It should be illegal because Corbin like tried to murder him. Like, he threw him well, off a let. Like it, it looked like bad. he tried to kill him. When yeah, there's I, no crowd, I thought <laughs> he might have died. Quiet. It just looked like murder. <laughs> it, it was worse than the Lion King. It yeah. looked worse yeah. than how Mufasa's yeah. father or whatever's father. I can't remember. Yeah. 
It's been a decade. Alex, what, like, I, I think we all have to pick Corbin because, well, no, you know what? I'm actually not going to pick Corbin because I, here's what I think is going to happen. I think Rob Gronkowski is going to take his buddy, yes. Mojo Raleigh, insert him yes. in this match, and they're just going to kill Corbin. Yes. So I actually will pick, quote-unquote, Elias, but I'm essentially not picking Corbin. Daniel, are you there with me? I'm right there with you. Alex? Same uh, here. Yeah. I, I, how weird is that, Alex? I just need to put some <laughs> emphasis on it. I know we don't even have time for this, but isn't this the weirdest thing? Uh, well, I got to be honest. I don't. I didn't remember the last time either of these two guys wrestled, and it was interesting. So that's, that's why. Because nobody why does. I, well, that's true. I, but it, it, in the in the sense that nobody does when they can't be interesting in the ring, they have to find ways to be interesting off of a twenty foot fall. And yeah. the funny thing is, there's always that. Will he make it to WrestleMania? There's always one storyline that has to take that box checked right so that's what they're doing with elias he'll come back he'll win also i i i don't think you actually asked us about the last one who's gonna win i want austin theory and angel garza to win i think they're going to win because it's so messed up to begin with with the street profits just coming to raw they're just gonna pass these belts around a whole bunch you're you're a kinder man than me. I, was, I just assumed they had no chance in hell, especially with Vince McMahon running that company. You so thank you know. for that. You never, you know. never know. And look, the guys are legitimately great. I don't want to bury those. And Selena Vega is a great manager. I have to say that. She has sold this very well. Um, Daniel, forgive me for even including this match, but Aleister Black is taking on Bobby Lashley. Yeah. In another match that doesn't, like I think there was a promo to go with this match. But I don't know. I think it was just Lashley or Lana with some passive couple of lines. I don't yeah. even know if that happened. I think I imagined that. Um, there's no way in hell Bobby Lashley, who I don't even know why he's on this card, because Rusev is certainly nowhere to be seen. Um, Alistair Black has to win this. I guess. Look, you know, you know, I want him to, and this is. But look, as much as I'm a fan of Alistair Black, this match does not need to be on WrestleMania. The, oh, there's no all. point to this match. Um, I hope Alistair Black wins, but you fucking you never know. You never know with with because it shouldn't be there to begin up. with, right? Like, yeah. uh, I don't know. Uh, I assume Rusev gets involved, but then again, I also heard that he went home early, and he was yeah, probably was, had nothing. He had nothing to do with any of this. I'd be shocked, uh, Alex. Where are you on this? Uh, and any Lana jokes are always welcome. I like Bobby Lashley. I what? Think, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, like I, 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 as a casual fan, he looks and acts like I want a wrestler mm. to to you know that's that's the image I want. I want Bobby Lashley to beat Alistair Black. I I don't really like Alistair Black to be honest. I think he's <laughs> too much of like a, a Hunter Hearst Helmsley with tattoos. Oh. Well, Look, don't tell Triple H that or he'll push him to the moon. <laughs> like, give me this guy back in NXT. I'll show you, Hunter. Like, because you saw him do that with, uh, oh, God, help me out here, Daniel. Um, not Johnny Gargano, the other guy. Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, yes. He looks insanely like Triple H. But, uh, yeah, completely pointless match. So let's not waste any more of our lives with that. Speaking of which, Otis will take on Dolph Ziggler, a big reveal on SmackDown. I'm pretty sure it was Mustafa Ali, who I don't know why he was involved in this, but who else would be that hooded figure? Oh, the truth person? Right, right, right. So he, still in a hood, revealed that Otis's love interest, Mandy, 
was tricked by her friend Sonia through a series of things, and either you know about this or you don't, I'm not going to try to explain this, but basically, Dolph and Otis both want Mandy. Now it seems like Mandy's friend, Sonia, got involved. So now we're looking at a situation where Otis is going to face Ziggler, and Mandy will probably be in his corner. Sonia will probably be in Dolph's corner because she was working with Dolph to break her off uh, from Otis. And um, there's no reason I could see why Otis shouldn't just kill Dolph Ziggler. Do you agree with me, Daniel? There's no reason. This is what they've been building towards. However, again, because there's no audience, they might hold it off mm. to, to have Otis finally beat Ziggler in front of an audience. Otherwise, because it's – like, you know, this is what they were going for. They wanted the big Otis pop and turn him into a major, major baby face. Mm. But I don't know. Maybe they'll hold off on it. And, like, Dolph just keeps getting the better of him for a while until there's a crowd with a payoff. Alex, where are you on this? Uh, I like uh, Vader's chances. I mean, Otis is uh, <laughs> That's a comment on the yeah. podcast. Interesting. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, he's a very lovable guy. I don't even think he needs this necessarily. Like, I honestly think he could lose to Ziggler, and he could turn around the next day and challenge Goldberg for the title. Um, and I don't even think I picked Goldberg, but that just shows you how high I am on Otis. All right, the last match, which is certainly not least. I have no idea why WWE.com put it at the bottom, but it shows how much they value the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, the Kabuki Warriors, the worst-named team in the history of wrestling, will take on <laughs> Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, a team so thrown together they never even gave them a cool name or a crappy name. Um, but the way the Kabuki Warriors have been booked with Asuka sort of emerging, uh, and Kairi Sane, too, as just terrific, terrific talents on commentary and just annoying Becky Lynch and that title program Asuka had with her. Um, I actually think the Kabuki Warriors would be better served to lose the belts, Kairi saying to go to a different show from Asuka, to start to develop them both as single stars. And I think Alexa and Nikki, as much as Nikki's character, she was on commentary on SmackDown a few weeks ago, and it was a little all over the place, but pretty entertaining. But I do think... Um, they have an opportunity here for Alexa and Nikki to take the titles back. I know at SummerSlam they had just won the titles, but I don't think they're getting much out of the Kabuki Warriors. Daniel, are you in the same camp as me that they just need to flip these belts in hopes of sort of jump-starting them again? Uh, if you think that's going to help, uh, nice. I, I don't think it's going to help. Uh, you can do that. I see what – but uh, I, I don't see the belts – helping either team. Uh, so they'll probably, uh, if my gut is saying the, the Kabuki Warriors are going to retain. Really? Jeez. Alex, what do you think? Are we under the impression that after Raw, they're going to stop production for a while? Well, I, I think they so. will. Yeah. I think they have to. I don't think there's a choice. They have to. Yeah. It's going to be against so the why, So why bother? So to, again, to that point, why bother changing the belts? Well, especially well, also, so minor. Also, to that point, um, haven't isn't Asuka back in Japan? Yep, yep. She would be back in Japan. You're right. Yeah, like and I, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are Americans. They're I don't think so. They probably didn't fly back to Japan. I She's probably Asuka in the did. States I, somewhere. No, but I know Becky Lynch flew back. So I, and this is something I told Alice before. I assume Asuka's flown back. Oh, okay. Well, Becky's did, definitely then. back in Ireland. And this, and this is a good point. It's something we, we can't. Uh, and Alex, before I go on, you're picking the Kabuki Warriors, essentially, right? No, I'm I'm picking Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross because right. I think I think for the future of production, mm. 
they're going to keep people who are going to stay in the country. Like I don't know Oscar's life in America. She mm. may be better suited being back in Japan. Well, how do we know Nikki Cross and go back to Scotland? Yeah. Well, it's two, it's one American versus no Americans though. So I, I will give <laughs> Alex the, he's, he's, he's ahead by one for sure. All right. uh, but to that point, between Asuka and Kyrie Sane, we don't know who's where, but you have two people who could go back home as opposed to just Nikki. And Nikki also is uh, with a wrestler right now, so I think they're more likely to stay in the States. You know, I forget the name. Killian Dane? I don't know. Yes. Um, so, like, she's got a reason to stay there more than uh, the Kabuki Warriors do, as okay. far as I know. I don't know. I don't know these women's personal lives. I don't want to go too far. <clears throat> but to that point, um, in terms of – so. And this makes the point why Becky Lynch actually shouldn't keep her title because we know she's going back to Ireland. And those international superstars, they don't necessarily know when they can come back. And essentially the way WWE has laid this out is they've they filmed WrestleMania, they filmed the Raw after WrestleMania. I don't know how much more they filmed. They could be concealing stuff. But let's assume for argument's sake, as far as we know, they've only filmed one or two shows after WrestleMania. But they did it not this Thursday, which would have been yesterday for when we're recording this, but the Thursday before. So they gave themselves a few weeks of a cushion so that the idea is they finish that taping on last Thursday. These superstars can go directly home. They can spend two weeks or less at home, come back to the States, spend two weeks in quarantine. They have a clean bill of health. They can come back for the tapings two weeks from the night after WrestleMania. That's what WWE is thinking. But I think realistically... I think the government authorities or the state authorities in the U.S., specifically Florida, where all their facilities are, are not going to allow that. And there is probably going to be weeks to months of no Raw or SmackDown in terms of in-ring product. That's not to say they can't piece together a show if they wanted to through studio stuff and tape segments and Skype, because they've already done that with Paige. But I, to your point, it creates a big problem. Uh, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's coming. It's interesting. Uh, the, this company has never stopped, so it's going to be. Uh, I, it's we'll see. Yeah, and I think with those TV deals, like Alex, you can speak to this too. Like when you have a, a what is the deal, Dana? Is it a billion dollars with Fox? I feel like it's a billion dollars. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I know that's for many years, and it's every Friday night, and it's you know it's you know we talked about this. The but, rules have changed for the whole world right now. Yeah, but I, I think the problem for WWE, and I, I also mentioned this earlier, they, they are now playing WrestleMania on ESPN because they are looking at this as an opportunity to sell themselves or even to sell pay-per-views or the next WrestleMania to ESPN+. And Vince McMahon is looking at this as an opportunity, and he wants to be the leader. And the other problem is, and Daniel, you can speak to this too, AW's going. <clears throat> AW's actually taped more shows than the WWE. So if they stop the night after WrestleMania – and AEW, I believe they've taped until mid-May. AEW, by default, wins the wrestling war. for Really? Until mid-May? You've heard that? I've heard that they've taped stuff until mid-May. I don't know if it's enough to fill out episodes. But right. I think the other thing is they're a more North American company than WWE. They're a less international company. So their ability to... Because they're doing being the elite and a lot of other things regardless. And a lot of those things could just go on television, to be honest. So... I think there's well, an inherent issue here. Yes, WWE could counter with their endless library of major, major WrestleManias that they could keep throwing on that'll do well to you know versus being the elite, right? Yeah. Um, if they're going to play that game, obviously. So yeah, there's a 
WWE has a, still has a much bigger arsenal. Um, but I, I, I honestly foresee both of them having to stop completely other yeah. than doing clip shows and what have you. Alex? I want them to. So yeah, they, they need to stop. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. They need to stop. They need to stop. And then they've never had an off season. This is it. Like they, this mm. needs to happen. There's a great show on Tuesday now that comes after Monday Night Raw. It's called The Dark Side of the Ring on uh, Vice, Vice TV Canada. Yeah, no, I need to DVR that. They come out of Canada in a long time, narrated by Canadian Winnipegger Chris Jericho. No, is it really Jericho? Yeah, he, he's narrating the entire second season. Holy the Lord. New Jack episode, which followed the Benoit double murder double episode. The New Jack episode made me cringe almost just as much, if not more. And I look forward to this. Tuesday, it's the Brawl for All series. Yes, watching I am very looking forward to that. Watching Papa Shango getting punched in the face. Oh, I love it. Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. I have to be honest. Zoom has informed me that I'm, I'm, I'm almost maxing out my free meeting time. In fact, I have, and they've just been nice enough to extend it. Um, so I, am going to wrap it there, uh, boys, I, I know we're going to try to do WrestleMania recaps. Um, so, you know, I, I, I know it's difficult to make time, but hopefully we get both of you after each night. And if not, I'll settle for whoever's around or at worst I'll do it solo. Um, be safe, uh, enjoy. I, you know, I don't know if you guys are going to commit to watch all of WrestleMania like I am, but there's no pressure. Um, Alex, no pressure. Uh, even though I'll see, I'll see. <laughs> That's pretty fair. Uh, listen, I got a Switch, and I've been using it heavily during most of these shows. And oh, yeah. uh, outright watching different TV shows when they replay matches that me and Daniel have probably seen multiple times. So I can't be bothered. Like, as great as that Ric Flair um, HBK. No, I, I didn't watch that tonight. No. Yeah, I can't watch it again. I've already – I watch it. I know it beat for beat. Me and Daniel could probably go back and forth and tell you the whole sequence of Shawn Michaels – crying before he super kicks and i forget what he says right before i love you yeah is what he said yeah that's the whole match that's all you need to know about that he says sorry i love you yeah it's it's basically their greatest hits except rick flair is basically a zombie and Shawn michaels has somehow come back and is basically a zombie oh you got to give it up to flair man even then all-time legend and funny to see charlotte before a transformation it's Um, like 50 years man i'm on the body it's crazy it's crazy and, and, you know, to give, bring, give a Charlotte who is going to be arguably an even bigger star than Ric Flair. But that's a whole other podcast. Arguably, arguably. We'll All right, boys, go wash your hands. Go wash your hands. I haven't left my place, though. Oh, no, you know what? I probably still should. Uh, guys, take it easy. All right, gents. Thank you. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. 